If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, iron and hard top. It's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, welcome back to the sandbox. And we already saw our wild card round, our super wild card weekend is already concluded. And it's divisional time. And we got a lot of games that we need to talk about. But before we jump in to our Saturday games, I have a question for you two. Are we surprised by Seattle or Pittsburgh? I mean, honestly, I didn't have Pittsburgh in my last top 10 power rankings, and I'm happy I didn't at this point. Seattle, I said they were inconsistent all year, but it's crazy how good Russell was early on in the season. And then, Lou, we don't hear any of those DK Metcalf fans right now uh, after he gone missing with, with Jalen Ramsey. So are we surprised by Seattle or Pittsburgh? I'm not really that surprised about Seattle just because, like, the Rams have a better overall team. Like, they have the two best players at, at two positions. And they have a better offense as a whole, a better defense, period. Um, and I'm not surprised. I mean, Russell Wilson, like, literally was, like, carrying, like, the whole team. He had the most rushing yards, uh, like, 180 passing yards. Did what he could, but the Steelers shocked me. I, I just can't believe, like... The Browns? <laughs> yeah, like I, like, I just can't understand, like, how you compete with them when Mason Rudolph's in there, and then you can't compete when Big Ben and all the starters are in there. Like, I could see if they lost by, like, 7 or 10, I'd be like, okay, and, like, it was close the whole time. Like, all right, the Browns, like, just got the better of them. They have talent. But, like, to get embarrassed and to make, what was it, four turnovers? Or five, actually, if you include the uh, the snap over Big Ben's head. Yeah. That and four picks, it's like, that can't happen. And he, he really has to retire. I, I, I can't see it anymore. Like, I thought Phillip Rivers was done. <laughs> but he ma- like he makes Big Ben look like Cam. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I don't like that Cam reference, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cam stinks. Get rid of him. But no, I'm not going to say I'm surprised by Seattle. I think, you know, we knew this was going to be a close game. Obviously, wasn't as close as we thought. But we knew that Jalen Ramsey was going to be a tough matchup for DK Metcalf. And with that being said, if DK's not catching those deep passes for touchdowns, like, they sometimes have trouble generating points. And like Lou said, they have a better, flat-out better defense, better offense all around. So... Can't really say I'm surprised by them. I mean, Seattle definitely died off the second half of the year. So we kind of, you know, saw this coming. But as far as the Steelers, I mean, I'm definitely surprised. Yeah, that they lost, but that it was so, you know, lopsided for so long. And that they were, like, I know they had turnovers, but that Steelers defense looked like they didn't even know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was crazy, honestly. And Big Ben played horrible. Yeah, but... It was just a bad performance all around. They couldn't they couldn't stop the Browns. They couldn't move the ball on offense and really did surprise me. I thought the Steelers were going to come out. And even if they lost, like Lou said, I thought it was going to be a close game. Had the Browns on the back, something like that. But, yeah, this was totally unexpected, honestly. Yeah, and I think the Steelers have a lot more work to do than necessarily the Seahawks will. I mean, we saw how that defense came around. I don't know how consistent that would necessarily be going into next year, but... I mean, DK Metcalf will get better. I mean, Tyler Lockett's still going to be a consistent playmaker. Maybe that running back room can get healthy with Seattle. And we know that Russ is going to be even better next year. But with the Steelers, the team has to go in a different direction, you know, get younger at that position because that really is, you know, close to a championship defense. And that's not a championship offense right now. They need a new running back. They need some O-line depth, and those receivers need to 
hit the jugs. Need to hit the jugs machine hard. But guys, let's go to our divisional game. Our first one is 435 on Saturday. It's the Rams versus the Packers. So my keys to win for the Rams is they have to be able to score and score often. I mean, Green Bay's going to put up points and I know Jalen Ramsey's going to be on the opposite side of the ball. Aaron Donald's going to be on the opposite side of the ball, but Aaron Rodgers was a bad man, and the Rams' offense hasn't looked great. The Packers' offense has, and I'm I'm going to favor you know that side a little more in this matchup. And the Packers definitely have to make Goff beat them because the Rams have had a pretty good running game over the last couple weeks with Cam Akers, uh, Daryl Henderson when he's healthy. So I, I think if the Packers make a hurt Jared Goff beat them, then that's when the Rams can get into mistakes. I do have a score prediction here. My score prediction is 31-17, and I do have that in favor of Green Bay. Yeah, man, I, I think it's it's going to be a good game. It's just if they can't get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, like if they don't like force him out of the pocket and like really like push him, they're just going to score all night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the Rams will score and they'll run the football well. I just don't see Goff throwing for more than, like, 250. Unless Cam Akers goes for 100-plus on the ground. And everything has to work for the Rams. Like, it can't be half in, half out. The pass rush has to be on there. Jalen Ramsey has to really kind of put Devontae Adams in a real bind where he's only getting maybe six, seven targets the whole game and then just have a, have a flawless offensive game and capitalize it. Not that it's a long shot, but it's... A lot of good things have to happen on the road in Lambeau with the Hurt Rams team. I just don't see it happen. Yeah, so I'm also leaning towards the Packers um, just to get my score prediction out of the way. I'm going to say 28-17 Packers. I think that defense is still a little bit underrated, and I, like you guys said, that Rams offense is definitely you know up and down. They haven't been great all season, so I do think the Packers will put a little pressure on Jared Goff and that offense, and I also don't think even with Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if they have enough with that defense to stop that high-powered offense. Like Lou said, if you give Aaron Rodgers time to throw, I mean, he's going to pick you apart. It is what it is, and we've seen this year he's a man on a mission. So if they give him enough time or any room to do damage, he's going to do damage. So they really have to really tighten the strings on defense and really you know, get pressure on Rodgers, make him get out of the pocket and make it a a physical game and a closer game. Yeah, they definitely do. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens with that quarterback position for the Rams on Sunday and what the elements are going to be like in Green Bay as well. But, guys, now we're going to move to our 8-15 game on Saturday, and that's the Ravens versus the Bills. But uh, since the Sandbox fans, I'd like you guys to all tune in to a new feature we have on Since the Sandbox, and we have our first call-in. And this calling is from Uncle Tony. What's up, since the Sandbox? It's your boy, Anthony, a.k.a. Uncle Tony here. As you guys know, my Ravens just had a big win this Sunday. And um, I was just hoping you guys could back me up here. So I'm talking to my friends. And I think that closing the narrative for Lamar Jackson's playoff drought really opens a can of worms for the, the Ravens to make a push in this postseason. And I want to know what you guys think about that. All right, guys. So we heard Anthony's question. You know, the Ravens did get a big win last week. And, you know, Lamar was a big reason because of that. I think the Ravens do have a good shot versus the Bills this week. And I actually do have the Ravens as my victors. I'll get into my points after. But do you guys see the Ravens really being, you know, a a team that can make it even deeper in the playoffs? 
Yeah, I definitely do, and I like them in the game as well. Uh, also, shout out Uncle Tony. Shout out my boy Ty, the two biggest Ravens fans alive. Both happen to live in, in New England. Uh, but no, I, I like the Ravens. I mean, they can run. Lamar's been able to throw well, and like he's finally got like the, you know what I mean, the cloud over his shoulder of can he win a playoff game? He did it, and he did it from coming from behind. Uh, I like Harbaugh better than Sean McDermott from experience. And then just, I just think the Ravens' defense is a lot better in it's Lamar versus Josh Allen. I may take Le, uh, Josh Allen in that, but I just think the Ravens are a better team, and I think they have more to prove. And I just feel like they have a lot more heart, and like they, they're hot, like they are literally on fire. I think it's like what five or six straight now for them. Yeah, since Lamar came back from the locker room. Oh man, <laughs> the Bills versus the Ravens. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right, so you guys already know which way I'm going. I'm going to say 30-24 Bills. Um, I will say the Ravens do kind of scare me a little bit because I do think they will out-physical the Bills. I don't think the Bills are that tough of a team. I do think Josh Allen, you know, he's he's shown that he's tough, but I think as a whole they're not a very, you know, gritty or tough team. Um, they're more finesse and technique and fundamental, stuff like that. So I do think the Ravens will kind of, you know, come at them and try to be physical with them. But I do think it's going to be a close game, and I do think it'll come down to a late drive with Josh Allen, and I do think he will lead the Bills to victory. But I do think Lamar plays good. I do think it's going to be a close game, like I said, for three and a half quarters. But I think, you know, if you give Josh Allen that game-winning drive, he's going to deliver, and we're going to see a side of him that I've been waiting to see. Let's go. <laughs> Bills Matthew. Yeah, we'll see. Legitimate fraud. <laughs> he no, it's not. It's a, he's a fraud. He, he really loves is. Miami. He loves the Bills. Like he, I love football. He loves the AFC East. <laughs> How many bandwagons can Kev hop on in a year, guys? We need to make a segment next year and, and really get all those teams down there. But we also have to keep in mind this weekend that Kevin and Lou have a bet going on. Tampa Bay and the Saints are playing for the third time this season. And Kev said that Tom Brady would not lose three times to the same team. And Lou said that the Saints would handle their business. We will talk about that later on when we're talking about our Bucks and Saints game. But first, guys, I have some keys to victory for both the Ravens and the Bills. I think the Ravens, you know, they're going to have to force Josh Allen to have turnovers. I think that's extremely important. I mean, he's been... Nearly flawless, rushing the football, throwing the football, finding Stephon Diggs. I think the Ravens' forte is that they have very good cornerbacks, whether that's Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, or Marcus Peters, you know, to rough them up. But I think they're definitely going to have to have that Bills offense make some mistakes. For the Bills to win, I think they're going to have to contain Lamar. And we saw, you know, over the past five, six weeks that we were talking, Lamar has been a little more efficient throwing the football um, than compared to maybe last year, and he got that playoff win out of the way. So the knocks really there on Lamar aren't really there, and he's proven us wrong after we just thought the Ravens necessarily weren't even going to be the best team in their division. Now look at the Browns. They're the, they're the team that moved forward before the Steelers. My score prediction here is 30-28, and Kev, I know you said a last-minute drive by Josh Allen. And I think it's funny you said that because I think the Bills are actually going to be up 28-27. And Lamar takes the Ravens to the 60 for a Justin Tucker field goal to win the game. All right, Anthony, I know you like the sound of that. Justin Tucker, the GOAT right there with Adam Vinatieri. 
Luger to frame Adam Vinatieri jersey up in up in his room. So I do Super Bowl <laughs> edition signed football as well. <laughs> but guys, now. Now, after that game this Saturday, let's move to our Sunday game. And the first one is the Browns versus the Chiefs. Uh, Lou, why don't you start us off there? The spread is 10 points, and it should be. Um, <laughs> I, seriously, my rule the whole season, and it hasn't let me down, is when a team has a big win, the next week they flop. Like Minnesota, when they beat the Saints, the next week after that, they played the Eagles and got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it'll be the same thing. The Browns, I mean, the Browns' defense really did all the work. Like, their offense was okay, and, like, they, they did get a couple of screen passes off, but we're talking about a different animal. Yeah. Like, for the Browns to realistically win, they have to have four or five drives that take up seven minutes. I think that the game piece. has to stop, like this game did with the fumble all the way to yeah. the end zone. <laughs> it would have to, and then they would have to run it completely the whole game, kill the clock, and give Mahomes maybe, like, 15, 15 minutes. minutes of possession. Yeah. And what are the odds that's going to happen? Yeah. It, they're not going to happen. Absolutely. It, it, it's going to be, I, I like, if I'm a bet man, I, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs plus 10 and a half. I, I think it's going to be a smoke show. They're really off two buys. So yeah. it's going to be embarrassing. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Chiefs win 34-27. All right, short and sweet. Kev, I don't need that microphone. Yeah, Lou, just just a little bit off of what you were saying. The the Browns are definitely going to need to rush the ball consistently, and they're going to have to do it often. And that time of possession, they're going to have to own that. I mean, realistically, the Browns really might have to get 300 yards on the ground between Chubb and Hunt to to beat the Chiefs and, and keep them off the field. But the Chiefs, Lou, like you've been saying all season, can't play down to their competition. they got to start hot, and they got to play through. Obviously, you know, if... The Chiefs are going into halftime with a big lead. I I would expect them to hold that, but I don't know how healthy Edwards Hilaire is. I don't know how healthy Le'Veon Bell is, so I definitely think that the Chiefs are going to rely heavy on their pass game, but I would like to see their rushing game uh, impress me a little bit this week. I have the Chiefs winning 34-20, and 20 might be a little generous for the Browns, honestly, but... I do, I do think that this was an impressive win over the Steelers. I mean, I wasn't expecting the Browns to be in the playoffs, and they put up 40-something points against the Steelers. So, got to give them a little credit. And that's without Kevin Stefanski, too. So, some big plays, but some luck there. And, guys, our, our last game of divisional round, the Bucks versus the Saints, the game that has another Santops pizza on the line. Kev's already in debt one, and uh, Lou, we're waiting for that one, but... I think the Bucks are going to have to run the football. I said this last week, and they didn't really establish that. Rojo was a healthy scratch, and I don't really know what was going on there. But Leonard Fournette did play okay. I need that to be better. And for the Saints, the Saints are going to have to get pressure on Brady's face. I mean, it's the same thing every single time you get go against Brady. I mean, that's his kryptonite. The Giants figured that out a couple of years ago. Um, I do think it's going to be close think it's going to go down to the last two minutes of the football game. This could potentially be the last football game for Thomas Brady and Drew Brees. So let's worship some greatness on Sunday night. But I can't see Tom Brady losing three times in the season. I have the Bucks winning 28-27. Tom Brady on a last-second drive coming back and doing what Tom Brady does. Even though I think they'll choke away the NFC Championship, uh, I'll take the Saints all day. It's just the way I think about it is if the Bucks 
in Washington struggled. Like they couldn't for they forced one lucky pick off of a tip from Taylor Heineke, <laughs> a dude that's had two starts in the league who played his ass off. I'll give him that. But like, not a good offense. Not a great defense, just a D line. No. And they really gave the Bucks problems. Like they really did. Mike Evans still isn't healthy. Kronk is there as a blocker and I think their schemes have gotten better and they're getting more in tune, but we're talking about a Saints team with a better coach. Better defense. Better defense as a whole and a better pass rush, period. Yes. A better offense by a country mile. Michael Thomas is finally healthy. Breeze is healthy and rested. Taysom Hill's healthy and rested. And it's like, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but if they embarrass them the first two, this one's in New Orleans guaranteed. They're the healthier team. Coming off a more impressive win, I just can't pick the Bucs. Like, it is tough to think of Brady losing three, but I'm pretty sure he's only three to the Giants in his career as well. <laughs> or at least I've seen him play the Giants three times in my life, and he's lost all three. <laughs> I don't know about the other ones I didn't see. No, the the year we played them in the Super Bowl in 2007, we played them, well, to, in 2007 and 2011, actually, we played them both in the regular season um, and lost both of those matchups. So I thought they won the 2011 one. I mean, not the twenty eleven. Yeah, the twenty eleven one. As um, in the regular, it was week sixteen, wasn't it? It it was a late one. I think it. I might have. I believe it was a last second field goal, but we're gonna have to watch the tape and go back. But uh, they won the ones that count, so it <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> and that was in in New England. So uh, Bruce Arians is drinking my ties by two. <laughs> like I said before, I don't think Tom Brady loses to the same team three times in one season. Um, I just think seeing the defense that much, and he's going to have so much film on them now that he's going to make adjustments. And I think we are going to see some old school. I don't want to say New England plays, but I think we're going to see some old school Brady type plays with quick slants. I don't think Bruce Arians nor Tom Brady are, is going to allow the Saints to really get that much pressure on Brady. They might knock him down a couple times, but you know, throughout the game, I don't think they're going to allow him to get that much pressure. I think it's going to be a lot of quick slants and outs and stuff like that, stuff that we saw him do in New England. I think he's going to implement that. I think he has the wide receivers too. I mean, like you said, Lou, I know Mike Evans isn't healthy, but you got Gronk there to block. You got Godwin. You got Fournette out of the backfield. Like You have pieces that you can do it with, and I think it's going to be a good game. I have them winning 34-31, like you said, Steve. I think it comes down to a late-game drive. Uh, I think they're down 31-28 lead, and Tom Brady brings them to a a last second uh, touchdown or last minute touchdown and they win the game 34 or 34 31 and then Lou's going to be buying, buying me a nice garlic pepperoni. <laughs> well, technically we'd be a wash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. that won't happen anyway, so. <laughs> so yeah. Kev's going to be in debt to pizza. The whole problem with the Bucks was they haven't ran plays that he likes all season, but they're going to change it up now. Yeah. I don't believe it. Bruce it, Arians is drunk by one. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be honest. I think both quarterbacks are going to struggle a lot in this game. Definitely. I Definitely. think I think Breeze and Brady can both have their share of turnovers in this one, and that's why I think the running game is important. I think, you know, rushing the ball against the Bucs is, isn't necessarily going to be the easiest either, but I think Kamara makes a big impact in the passing game, you know, when he gets those little dump-offs that he takes for 15, 17, 20 yards. Um so I think that's going to be the difference along with the defense making plays. So those things will be important. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our NFL Divisional Round Preview. 
Uh, we hope you guys liked that little episode. And if anyone is interested, if you guys liked our call-in feature, send us a message on Instagram, shoot me, Lou, or Kev a text, and ask us on how you guys can get your call in to the Since the Sandbox podcast. That's going to wrap things up, guys. Make sure to leave us that five stars and tune into the rest of our episodes for the week. We out of here. See ya.